we welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. Toxic people in your life usually do these four things. First, toxic people, most of the time, they just want to be you. And I had a preacher tell me one time, he, he spotted that with somebody that was uh, uh, in my life at one time. And he said, man, he said, be careful of that dude. And I said, why? He said, it's one thing to want to be like you. But this, it's a whole different thing when somebody wants to be you. When they want to be you, there's only room for one you. Yeah, so people that admire you and want to be like you, that's, 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 that's one thing. But when they want to be you, that means they want to replace you. That's what happened with Cain and Abel. Cain wasn't trying to be like Abel. Cain wanted to be Abel. So he had to take Abel out of the picture. I preach in here. He told me that, and I said, man, he don't know what he's talking about. Boy, I should have listened to him. He was telling the truth. Amen. Because that stuff, I'm telling you, you got to be careful. They're toxic. They're in your life. And, and, you know, folks know how to pretend that they're with you. You learn that at a very young age. Little, little kids know that. You be good, Johnny. Okay. <laughs> Them eyes. And... As soon as you turn around. Look, kids do that. So you know somebody grown knows how to play like that. Second, uh, second thing toxic people in your life usually do, they hate themselves. They usually hate themselves or their own lives. That's why they want yours. Instead of making good decisions, they just want your life without good decisions. I don't understand why a person that makes bad decisions blames somebody else. Like, you're not seeing what I see. I see you making bad decisions. So if you would make some good ones, you wouldn't hate yourself. Then they always believe you feel you're better than them. And you know how you can always tell when somebody is thinking this? Because they'll always tell you on the sly. Yeah, man, I wish I could do, do, do it like you, man. I wish I could be like you, man. I really would. What they really want to say is you think you're better than me and you're not. You're really not, man. You ain't better than me. I know stuff about you. And as soon as I leave you, I'm going to spread it. That's what they really want to say. But they all, hey, yeah, yeah, you got it, man. You, you, man, you the man. You that's why Jesus got so, uh, not upset, but that's why he didn't like when the rich young ruler came up to him and said, good master. It's like, dude, what you talking about? Because that was like a slight, like, good master, you know. You know, you good, man. You know, people like you. You this, you that. You know, I want some of that. That's really what he wanted to say. And Jesus was like, ain't nobody good but God. Don't call me that. Oh, it's getting quiet in here. Some gnashing of teeth going on. Yeah, you got to watch folks in your life always talking about how you got it and what you have all the time. Dude, I just want to be like you when I grow up. Shut up. You can't be like me because you make bad decisions all the time. And I don't. Amen. I make some, I make some good ones every now and then. You never, you never make them. Then number four, toxic people in your life cannot love you like they love themselves. The Bible tells you, I mean, that's like the first commandment. Love thy neighbor. I mean, that's the... The, the, the greatest commandment, to love thy neighbor as thyself, right? That's the one that 
sums the whole law up. Well, a toxic person, they can't do that. They can't love anyone as much as they love themselves. They can never take themselves out of the equation. Every decision they make has them in mind. That's why this selfish, narcissistic society we live in, that's why it's so hard to find friends. That's why they just created Facebook to let everybody be friends without being friends. Because real friends are hard to find now because everybody's thinking about themselves. Amen. Yeah, because when we were young, man, friends, man, we would, we would, like, we used to say we would cut for each other. Yeah, but now, man, folks are so into themselves, if it's not going to benefit them, they don't want to have nothing to do with it. Can I keep preaching in here? Yeah, you have to give, you have to give yourself up. The Bible says if you're going to have friends, you got to show yourself friendly. Good people can be a blessing to have around for encouragement, admonishment, and support. Is that true? Good people. Y'all, how many of you got some good people in your life? Amen. Some good people in your life. Good people in your life don't always agree with you. Amen. A really good person will tell you the truth. When you wild in, they'll tell you. That's why some folks got a secret life because they got friends that wild with them. The wilding out friends. Yeah, when they leave church, they can go be with them and be themselves. Wild. But a real friend will be like, dude, we just got out of church, man. Why are you talking like that? Good people can be a blessing to have around for encouragement, admonishment, and support. God gives us people to keep us what? Balance. So God is going to always use humans to balance us out. The Bible's going to give us the spiritual side of it where we can be spiritual. We can have the anointing of God, be filled with this Holy Ghost power. We can have discernment or we can see through things, x-ray vision, all of that stuff. But you got to have some balance with that or you'll go crazy. Amen. You'll turn into, what's his name? Joshua Holmes. You just be a nutcase. So another day we had the Michael Jackson Sergeant Pepper outfit on. <laughs> you see that? And he was on stage and they was playing Billy Jean and they was throwing money on the stage. I said, this is marvelous that folks are this crazy. I mean, I, you know how crazy you have to be? And one girl said, yeah, he, he's Jesus in the flesh. He's not even Michael Jackson. (laughs) Let's see you do a real good imitation of Michael Jackson first. (laughs) He had no balance. He had no balance. Probably when he was growing up, he had no friends. You know, just... Mama, no balance in his teachings. His mama probably just kept him in the word and teaching him. You just stay in the word and stay in the So he started using the Bible for his identity. Probably locked in his room with the Bible and Thriller. <laughs> and see what happened? You add those two together. <laughs> he just kicking, kicking and praising. 
chirping and preaching. <laughs> it's a bad combination. He not no balance. Man, if he had had a real good friend in there, he'd be like, dude, dude, man, you're going to have to stop. Thriller and the Bible. Dude, you got to choose. Choose one or the other. Because that's what friends do. Any friend, anybody had a friend ever tap him on the shoulder and basically say, hey, brother, you know, you're kind of wild and you need to you need bag off a little bit. It doesn't ever happen to anyone. Yeah. So God gives us people to help keep us balanced. Proverbs 27 and 17 says, iron sharpeneth iron, so a man sharp, sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. The enemy also gives us people. Amen. The devil has a whole Rolodex. Young folk don't even know what that is. Rolodex? Rolodex? He got a car? Got something to, A vehicle? Is that a vehicle? Rolodex. See, before there was computers, they used to have this round thing that sat on your desk with a whole bunch of index cards and phone numbers. And they were alphabetized and had alphabetic tabs, and you turned it to find the person you was looking for. You would roll it. Roll it on your desk. Roll a desk. Roll it. <laughs> some, of these, some of these young folks, y'all just, man, y'all grew up tethered to a computer. Yeah, but the devil has a whole contact list. He has an address book of folks to put in your life even when you get away from them, they come back. They're like boomerangs. Man, I can't do you right now. Four or five days later, you still hear it. Oh! He's back. <laughs> Amen. Anybody ever had somebody in their life that they got rid of? But at your weakest moment, they would always call or message or just come back. You're like, dude, man, you be gone. You know that's the devil. The timing, it has to be the devil. Yeah, the devil's got a group of folks. These are the people we bring into our lives that we feel are good for us. But they do not belong. I ain't talking about your mama. Some folks just already wrote a name down. Yep. I knew it. Lord, yeah, right now in the name of Jesus. Out, out of mother-in-law in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I keep getting rid of her, but she keeps coming back. You can't get rid of your mother-in-law. Understand, it's not fair for you to want to get rid of your mother-in-law when you married into her. You knew what she was before you got married. How you gonna marry the daughter and diss the mama? Marry the son, but I ain't gonna have nothing to do with the, that. That's a package that all comes together. When I was checking my wife out, I was checking her mama and daddy out too, brothers and sisters. All of them. I had to check them all out. 
I got to do EX ministries, man. This is important to the body of Christ. Can't be tied to no witchery. I checked it all out. Made sure it's all out. Man, because, you know, I mean, I ain't going to be sitting up here sick by somebody's treatment. I got to fight. You mean I got to fight the devil out there and then fight the devil in my family? Amen. So I took into account what, what, what I would be, you know, I took all that into account because I knew what I had to do. Amen. So we ain't talking about mamas and mother-in-law and father-in-laws and all that. We, they in your life. Deal with it. Amen. And you can repair that relationship. You better. You, but that, you know, that bad relationship will cause division in your children. You'll lose children behind that stuff. So you need to get that right. Oh, see, you, you, you heard it get quiet like somebody sucked the air out of the room. God ain't going to let you keep doing that. You're going to pay for that. Amen. You got to honor your father and mother, and you got to honor her or his father and mother. But the enemy gives us people. These are people we bring into our lives that we feel are good for us, but do not belong. First John 4 and 1 says, beloved, believe not every, see, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are God. So don't believe every spirit. Just because they look like they can, 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 can be a good friend or something, you better try the spirit of that person. And you know, trying the spirit doesn't require a, a computer equation. You just go to listening to them. Folks will tell you what they are. Then you start looking at their fruit. Hmm. Yeah, it don't take an investigative report. You don't need a background check. You can do the, the, the right now check. Amen. You'll know. Because many false prophets have gone out to work. So God wants us to try every, to, to not believe every spirit, but try the spirits. So when we bring in friends in, we need to do the same thing. We need to try those spirits to make sure this person needs to be in our life. Some people don't want to, they don't even want to try that hard. Man, do you know that's your life we're talking about? People that do not belong in our lives make our load heavy and even what? Unbearable at times. Dead weight is much heavier than live weight. Amen. Like carrying a dead body around. They don't belong in your life. Proverbs 13 and 20. He that walketh with wise men shall be what? But a companion of fools shall be what? Not only are you dumb, but you're going to be destroyed. So when you walk with wise men, you shall be wise. So I want some people that's trying to make good decisions. I'm not talking about perfect people, but at least they want to make some good decisions. Amen. I don't want to be around foolery. Somebody to keep doing dumb stuff? That's not even funny. Our own deficits can cause us to embrace the wrong people and struggle, uh-oh, with releasing them from our lives. If you've ever been abandoned, if you've ever been 
kicked to the curb, if you've ever been talked about and what they old folks say, lied on, mistreated, talked about, rebuked, talked about you as you're born, up, down, level to the ground, but long as I got King No! Man, what? You know a homosexual wrote that. James Cleveland. I've been lied, oh no, it was the truth. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> but your own deficits, your own deficits can make you embrace the wrong people. So if you've been abandoned, you've been hurt, you've been abused, whatever, you are a victim and and. You're targeted by the enemy to put people in your life that you can't get rid of. You don't want to get rid of them because you were gotten rid of. And you know what it feels like. Oh, I preach in here. Yeah, you were abandoned. You were left. You were, you know, your dad didn't want you. Somebody didn't want you. Somebody kicked you to the ground. Now you can't get people out your life because you don't want them to feel what you felt. So no matter what they do, you keep them. Every time they call, you answer. God been trying to get them out your life because your life is stagnant and lukewarm because of them. But you can't get rid of them because you don't want to ever do what was done to you. I preach in here. Yeah, so you struggle with releasing people from your life. Proverbs 22 and 24, make no friendship with an angry man and with a furious man thou shalt not go. So why are you being friends with somebody that is unhappy with themselves? They're unhappy with themselves, they're going to hurt you the minute they see you happy. I'm preaching in here. Yeah. It's very easy to evaluate these people and know that they are detrimental to our race that we're running. But because of our own insecurities, we find it hard to what? Separate from them. How many years has it been now? Been five, ten years and you've been praying for a husband, but you got a single witch in your life. The only way you're going to get a husband is through the witch. Because God has been trying to get you to leave the witch alone for years. You won't let her go. Or them guy friends. God ain't blessing you with a husband and you got guy friends. The seat is occupied. It's taken. There's no vacancies. You're getting everything you need from the dudes around you. I'm preaching. Folk don't like this kind of message. Yeah, that's what's happening. Oh, God, where's my husband? Lord, send him. You already got him. You didn't spread it out among three or four dudes that you hang out with. But it's easy to spot them. And they're detrimental to our race. But because of our own insecurities, it's hard to separate from. Amos 3 and 3 says, how can, can two walk together except they be in agreement? So you can't keep people in, in your life that aren't in agreement with you. You're an adamant believer, and they are sometimey believer. What do you need them for? 
That's the question you ought to be asking yourself. Why can't I let them go? Amen. The more untoward people we carry, the less efficient our race becomes. Being drained by others preoccupies us and causes us to neglect the race set before us. You're so concentrated on them that you are forgetting your own race. Dealing with what you need right now and you're forgetting what God has for you in the future. You're hindering it because you can't let folks go. I can't tell you how many people, oh my goodness, email and uh, contact me all the time. You know, I just want to know my friend just this, that. Let her go. Let him go. But see, that's why men got to stand up and stand strong in the home because men teach this. Yeah, men teach men how to do that. And that's why, you know, we got a lot of men here that weren't raised by their father. They raised by a woman. They got to go change that. Because watching a woman, when a man watches a woman, that will make the man do things that a woman would do. And I ain't talking about gay stuff. I'm talking about just doing things the way a woman would do it. So when it comes to friends and holding on to friends, most women hold on to everybody or at least try. The man is the one to step in and say, nah, nah. Oh, I know I'm preaching now. That's okay. Okay, old burly women, you want to be tough? You ain't, no, I know I'm telling the truth. He ain't talking about me. I know how to cut folk out. No, you don't. You're emotional. Father got to go in there when the son is a crackhead and make a, a, give me your purse. Quit giving him money. But that's my baby. I still remember him on the swing set. Yeah, that's a woman. And understandably, that's why a man comes in and balances it. No, we can't give, give Gator no more money. <laughs> I don't care what new moves he got. She's got to shoot Gator. That's the only way to stop him. He crazy. <laughs> yeah, so the man have to step in. That's why it's important for the man to be there because he's going to teach the kids how to separate themselves. There comes a time when you got to separate yourself. The crowd is going right. You have to go left. A father teaches that. Yeah, but if he sees his mama and all her friends, he'll grow up holding on to all his friends. Who is that? Oh, that's Willie, man. I met him when I was three. Three? He on drugs. Yeah, man, but when, dude, when we was four, I was hungry, man, and he gave, he shared his bottle. I'll never forget it, man. I can't let Willie, man, Willie, man, he was there for me. What? That's how they talk. Y'all laughing. Y'all know that's true, especially in the hood. Just grow up, man. Just, I mean, still in your life. This dude broke into your house. Yeah, man, and I whipped him up good for that, man. I beat him down for that. But he's still my dog, though. He's still, that's still my dog. Dude, Willie, he's still my dog. You beat him up for breaking in? You, hey, man, that's how some of these guys' life is. Like they a member of New Edition. Gonna fight, cuss, kill each other, whatever, and still perform. There he does Fighting while performing. 
Dude, man, this is real life. You got to let some folks go. Man, if I had a kind of fight with somebody, boo, we ain't going to ever be friends. I'll see you by and by. But I know how to cut folks off. My daddy taught me that. He taught me that with beatings. If I hear you going around them again, I'm going to whip you again. So when I see him, (laughs) Craig, (laughs) I'm out of here. Speed up, Jack, because I remember that beating. But when you grow up without that, you know, you're just trying to hold on to everyone. Your life is a wreck because you can't let people go. I believe that's why the account of Paul and Barnabas is in the Bible. To show you that even Paul on that level, writing the Bible, had to shoot deuces. They were all Christians. They were all saved and still had to. Oh, folks don't like that message. Amen. Homie, will you supposed to forgive? Oh, ain't no hatred. I forgive. But some folks, I got to, bro, I got to, I have somewhere I have to go and some things I have to do that don't include you. Amen. And you, if you're detrimental to my family, to the ministry, to my, oh, bro, we can't walk together if we're not in agreement. My heart don't speak for my, uh, past my logic. You ain't pulling my heartstrings where I lose my logic. God gave me logic. Paul could have easily said, well, come on, bring John Mark, because he's a good brother, and we all, you know, we all save, and God will handle whatever he's dealing with or whatever, and just, just come on in the name of the Lord. We all love each other. Let's just, uh-uh. Paul's like, if you bring him, y'all got to go another way. Men, you have to be that strong, especially in 2018. You got to guard your home just like that. Somebody come in your home and change your home. Connect with your wife and change the very vision you had for your home. Hebrews 12 and 1 says, Wherefore, sin, we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every, how many weights? Every weight. So if it's a friend, lay them, look at somebody saying, lay them aside. Lay them aside. The enemy will lodge people in our lives and use their opinions to counter God's cloud of witnesses. So you got God's examples, his cloud of witnesses. Devil will put somebody in your life, their opinions, their opinions constantly go against what God is wanting for you. You ever had somebody in your life like that? It's like, dude, why would you say that? Like everything you say is just like from the devil. But you my dog, though. No, man, no, dude. You're going to have to agree with God and what God's plan for me is to be in my life. You can't be against God's plan. Amen. I got a long list of pastors that I can't play with no more. I wouldn't preach at their churches. I can't, I, 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 I can't. I mean, I speak to them, love on them, whatever. But, dude, I have to draw the line. Because, bro, you're teaching some dumb stuff. And you know better because we talked about it. And so when you chose that path, I got to cut you off, bro. I'd love your offering and your honorarium. 
but I can't go. Can I preach in here? And you got to do the same thing. Ooh, it's a, this is a get them quiet message right here, boy. Y'all got somebody in mind right now. Oh, God came for them today. Yeah, they got to go. The enemy will lodge them in your life. Proverbs 18 and 2 says, a fool takes no pleasure in understanding. Man, you ever had somebody in your life that just, I mean, no understanding whatsoever. Say, brother, but here's what the word says. You should do this, you should do this. this, this. Man, I don't want to hear all that. Well, what do you want to hear? Only in expressing his what? So a fool don't want to hear understanding. He just wants to express his opinion. That's all the internet is, is everybody's opinion. Comments and just comments. And now folks read comments more than they do the post. (laughs) Filling their head with just dumb stuff. Foolishness. People expressing their opinion. Well, I feel. Well, I feel. Well, what does the Bible say? Well, I mean, the Bible say that, but, but I feel. That's why we're not doing that in here, man. We're going to believe what the Bible says. If I can't back it up with Scripture, then it just ain't getting taught. Amen? There's enough opinion. If we just uh, you go home and just watch YouTube if you want a whole bunch of opinions. Some people do not mean you harm, but because of their issues... They cannot truly be for you. Some people aren't trying to do you wrong, but the issues will force them to. You know they have an inferiority complex, and they're always telling you how everybody thinks they're better than them. Guess what they're saying about you when they're not talking to you? And they're going to do the same thing to you. Why would you pick a friend that's always getting, getting cast away by people? Yeah, man, I was, I was friends with her. She was my girl, but then she said that I was looking at her husband, but I wasn't looking at her husband. I'm like, well, what about this girl? Well, it's the same thing. She said that I was it, but I ain't got that. Well, but what about this one? Well, you know, she, she's up there. Something wrong with you. Something's wrong with you. Quit telling me what everybody is saying about you because now I'm thinking it. And I'm next on the list. Just messy. There's some folk just messy. Messy because their issues just made them messy. Somebody did them wrong when they was young. Somebody talked about it. Somebody didn't show them enough love. Whatever the case, now they're just a mess. So they can't be a good friend. They cannot be a good friend. You can do everything they want you to do, and they still going to have a problem with something. Because their problem isn't with you, it's with themselves. I know I'm preaching in here. Yeah, so they don't mean to do you wrong, but they're going to do you wrong. Because they're just wrong. <laughs> they can, there's no way they can truly be for you. Especially people that don't have the fortitude to be an adamant believer. People don't have the strength and the courage to stand for the word no matter what. They're going to do you wrong. They're going to do you wrong. That's why adamant believers can really only be close friends with adamant believers. Iron has to sharpen iron. Because if they're weaker than you, then they're going to take the wrong position with you. You're going to make them feel inferior. Then they're going to think you think you better than them. 2 Timothy 3 and 2. For men shall be lovers. The Bible says that they shall be lovers of who? 
their own selves. So they can't love you because they love us of themselves. They're covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful and unholy. You can't be friends with the, these, these folks. Had a lady tell me the other day on, on Instagram, uh, what do you do when all your friends uh, go to the Beyonce concert and they just don't understand and you trying to tell them and I showed them your videos. And what kind of friends you got that want to go to the be? So when you trying to show them all the videos, I'm showing them. Why don't you just show them your life? Your life wasn't enough? Your lifestyle, your walk wasn't enough to convict them? They mad because you're not going, but the reason they mad because you're not going is now you've cast a complex on them. You're making them look like something is wrong with them. But they swear y'all all equal. Matter of fact, they never saw the difference. That's why they bought you a ticket. <laughs> Man, folks were spending their rent to go to that concert. Car note, rent, everything. I was at a restaurant eating breakfast and this girl came up to me and she still had on her makeup from the night before. Because it, it was early, about 6 a.m., something like that. So 7, something. And she was in there. She said, yeah, I just slept in my car because I had to see Bay." I said, Bay? Yeah, I had to see Bay." I looked at her, I was like, you slept in that car? And you used your money to see Bay, I, I see things that that car need right now. Like from the, I'm on the inside and I can see stuff that you needed to fix on that car. And you use $300 to go buy a ticket to see Bay? Still had on the, she was serving me like she was at the ice capades. Glitter and eyelashes out the head, everything. She looked like she was in the show. So, I mean, what did you do in the show? Did you, did you swing on a... I mean, what was you doing? Just had to see her. So I slept in the car because I only had a couple of hours before I had to be at work. Yeah. Car had four different tires on it. I saw it. Four different, four different tires. Four different sizes. That $300 could have got you four matching tires. And the only reason I'm talking about the tires, some folk got to have four different tires. Hey, I went through that too. I went through that stage where I, is it a tire? Brother, this ain't going to fit. Yes, it will. Put it on there. I've been there, doctor. Don't y'all look at me funny. You know, you know, but you have to use both hands to keep the car from veering left. Car just, no. <laughs> yeah, don't you laugh. I know some of you. I remember some of your vehicles. You have to turn that car like a stagecoach. <laughs> I had a car, my first car, my dad gave me his, he had an old Volvo. That was my first car. And I was so happy to have that car. I didn't care what condition it was in. Well, the Volvo had points in them. I don't know if somebody's a mechanic. They had these points in them, and you have to file these points down. But uh, over time, the combustion in the car would just get louder and louder. So me and my cousin, Greg, we was in it, and uh, we were just right. This was Christmas Day when he gave it to me. And we were just riding down the street, and we heard some. <laughs> we heard the loudest noise humanly possible. 
It was a sonic boom. Boom! <laughs> he pulled a car over. We got out and got down. Say, man, they dropping bombs over in the neighborhood? Dude, you hear that? <laughs> so we got back in the car. We started driving it. <laughs> boom! He's like, oh, no! They, they bombing! They dropping bombs! <laughs> I got home. I said, Daddy, y'all hear them bombs? Man! He said, boy, that was that car. I forgot to tell you, it does that. <laughs> well, thanks for letting me know. After that, we just went, drove some more. I was happy. These folks spending $300 on a concert? That's for the nosebleeds. Those that struggle with pride, inferiority complexes, and envy cannot genuinely love and support others. Meaning that they only support you when it's good for them. There's always a contingency. They're only going to be there for you when it's good for them. When it's no longer convenient. If you start making them feel uncomfortable, they're not going to be there. They're going to turn on you. These types of people will not only slow you down, but many times they will cost you the race. Cost you the race. John 12 and 43. For they love the glory that comes from men more than the glory that comes from who? God. Summary! Just as fellowship with like-minded believers and those who are truly of God can strengthen us, Fellowship with the wrong people can do what? Fellowship with the wrong people can open the door and let the devil in. Into your life. So many believers struggle because of the people they have in their lives. The dead weight of those that do not belong in their lives keeps them from receiving from God and causes them to constantly miss God's mark. When you harbor these types of people in your life, you will become a spiritual underachiever and will continually disappoint yourself and God. Their opinions and actions can change the way you view yourself and how you believe others view you. Your life can be significantly altered by them if you do not separate and break fellowship with them. God does not intend for you to change everyone. How many of you know that? You're not going to be able to change everyone. And he certainly does not sanction any and everyone to walk with you. A sure way of finding out who belongs in your life is to pray and ask God to remove those that should be moved. Be careful with that prayer. That is, man, that prayer will get you hurt. Because it'll be the person you never suspected in a lot of cases. Somebody say, yep, because my husband just, I prayed him out of this house. No, 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 that ain't what I'm talking about. I wanted to stay with him, but God. But a sure way to find it out, get before the Lord, say, Lord, if this person, in all sincerity, if this person's supposed to be in my life, are not supposed to be in my life, take them away. Don't, don't pray. If they're supposed to be in my life, let them stay. Then I'll know that you have 
No, they already there. But yeah, I pray that all the time. God, I mean, before I meet with people, Lord, does this meeting need to go south? Does this need to be it? I need you to direct this. I need you to, in all thy ways, do what? And he'll do what? Direct thy path. So a sure way of finding out who belongs in your life is to pray and ask God to remove those that should move. But once he does this, you must not pull them back in or what? Interfere with their leaving. You can't pray the prayer and then try to hold on to them. Trust God to replace them with people that will help you run your race and win the prize. Trust God to replace them. You don't go try to replace them. You let God do that. Amen? You should have let God do it in the beginning. Let God replace them with people that will help you run the race and win the prize. Psalms 1 and 1, one of my favorite passages in the Bible, it says, Blessed is the man that does not keep bad friends. That's what this passage is all about. Blessed is the person that cleans their life up and don't keep riffraff around. Now, that person will be blessed. He says it like this. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the what? Of the what? Of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. Everyone stand to your feet. We're going to lighten our load. That's, that's the theme of this. Some folks we can't carry anymore. You just can't. There's cause for separation sometimes. Friends that you may have known for a long time, you got to let them go. To preserve the vision of your home. To run the race efficiently. Some people you can't carry anymore. Amen? Everyone bow your heads. Father God, we just thank you, Lord, for this message, God. I thank you, God, for addressing our issues in the now, the way we are functioning right now. God, there are people in our lives, some of us, that mean us no good. Not that they're intentionally trying to hurt us, but, Lord, they're slowing our progress They're in your way. God, they're blocking our blessing. They're blocking what you have for us. And many times our own insecurities and what happened to us when we were younger is just inhibiting us from getting rid of them and drawing definitive lines and breaking fellowship with them even after you have warned us about them. I pray right now, Lord, that you would give us strength and courage without fear. Father God, to disconnect and sever certain ties and break soul ties and spiritual ties with people, Lord, that we constantly carry that are detrimental to us and dangerous to our progress. I pray, Lord, that you would give us the boldness to address this once and for all so that we won't be locked into the opinions of others and worried about what people will think. But God, we will protect our ears, our hearts, and our minds from the opinions of those in our lives that you have not sanctioned to be there. And God, we'll give you the glory and we'll run this race efficiently. We will be effective for you and we will be stronger as those that are iron can sharpen us and make us better. 
In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of the Adamant Believers Council in North Richland Hills, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas 76124, or donate online at exministries.com. 